Hey guys, welcome to episode 26 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I'm joined by the pink dream, Alex Gracia. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I'm joined by the pink dream, Alex Gracia. So how are you doing today? I am good. How are you? Doing fairly well. It's a little rainy here, but it's good indoor weather. (laughs) Yeah, it was raining here in Houston all day yesterday, so Mm -hmm. I really didn't get to do anything, like, outside. Mm -hmm. Stuck. Fair enough. But I did see that you were keeping yourself busy during this whole quarantine thing. I saw you were watching Lizzie McGuire yesterday. But what else have you been doing or watching during this whole pandemic thing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm obsessed with Lizzie McGuire. As you should be. And now the obsession's coming back. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I'm just trying to like keep up with workouts as much as I can. And then I've also been taking a Spanish course, so hopefully that'll help me. Like, whenever I go back to Mexico, I can Mm -hmm. be able to communicate a little bit more than last time. (laughs) Now, I'm assuming you have Disney Plus then. What else is on your playlist that you want to end up watching? Okay, so a couple weeks ago I got a Roku, and it has been, like, the best thing Mm -hmm. I've ever gotten. And so, like, I have Disney Plus on there. I have Hulu and netflix of course and then as you should yeah and then i have a weird like beach body on demand that's how i've been doing my workouts mm-hmm. actually so there's like great home workouts on there Ooh. um and then i had like hbo i just did like the week trial and i um binged big little lies <gasps> that's a good that's a good one yeah i was like i need to pick a good one if i only have this for a week yeah you got a good range though of programs i feel like it'll it'll be endless you you will have no excuse then for nothing to watch then <laughs> i know and i'm like you can take the roku with you wherever you go mm-hmm. that's the most ideal perfect thing for me so i love it now i also know that you watch a lot of keeping up with the kardashians they were even your halloween costume years back so i need to know which kardashian or jenner do you think you embody or identify with the most okay kim's my girl Mm-hmm. Like, she's always been my girl. Like, since before she was even really even famous. Like, those days back when they're like, who's this girl with Paris Hilton? Mm-hmm. I was like, who is this girl with Paris Hilton? I love her. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, like, when they had this show, like, I have been, gosh, a loyal and steady fan since the I beginning. Know. I, can tell. I can't get away now. Like, you just, you can't just leave mm-hmm. them. That would be disloyal of me. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> They've definitely, like, been an obsession. And so that year I wanted to be the Kardashians. I think it was, like, the year after, like, Courtney got pregnant and everything. So I told my friends, I was like, okay, we all need to pick somebody. And my friend in college, she was like, okay, I'll do this with you on one condition. And I was like, what? She's like, I'll be Courtney, but I have to be pregnant, Courtney. I was like, okay. Oh so gosh. she, like, <laughs> wore, like, a pillow in her dress. She was, she just had to be, like, pregnant, Courtney, because that's, that was, like, the main thing at the time was it was, like, yeah. Courtney was always getting pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's so funny. And yeah, you were wearing red to embody Kim, I think. I think that was you. Yes. Yeah. That was the intro dress she had for like the beginning seasons. I was like, I need to find this dress. That was the closest thing I could find. <laughs> now, as the pink dream, I would expect nothing less than for pink to be your favorite color. And coinciding <laughs> with that, a fun fact about you is that you've actu- you're actually a huge Barbie and special edition doll collector. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so since I was a little girl, I was I had like a mixture of toys. Like I loved like playing with cars, but then I also had like my Barbie and mm-hmm. like my playhouse and then I had my skateboard. Like it was just all over the place. But my grandma since I was very young like started getting me like collector Barbies and I remember being so upset because like my mom would tell me, "You can't open these." Uh-huh. Like these, these yeah. ones you can open, but these you can't open, and I never understood why I couldn't open them. So I never opened them, but I always like put them out on display, and so they just kind of kept like racking up and racking up to where like other people would start to get me like collector Barbies, mm-hmm. or they'd be like, "This one only comes out this year. This one only comes out for this, or this is like a Disney edition or something." And so they just added up, and I've had like. One consistently I get, like, every single year is the holiday Barbie. Yeah. That I've fun. gotten her since, man, I probably have over 20. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so they're just all at my parents' house right now, and I'm like, I need to, like, put them out because I'm like, I, I think I forgot just how many I actually have because I'll just find them, like, randomly in the house. Like, they're just... They just pop up. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Would you say that's what sparked your love for everything pink? Um, I would say I have always liked the color pink. Mm-hmm. I've always been, like, the ultimate girly girl, but I was a big tomboy at the same mm-hmm. time. So, like, I was out there, like, I played softball. Like, I was out there on the softball Yes. Playing sports, doing this, but I might have, like, a bow in my hair. Like, there's that little added, like, girly stuff that just kind of, like, kept me that way. But I really didn't get into, like, all all the pink stuff because, like, it wasn't cool to, like, pink when I was younger because I was, like, the only girl, like, in the cousins, like, oh, okay. of mm-hmm. my age. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, I just wanted to, like, be like them as much as I could and they didn't like pink and they didn't like Barbies or any of that stuff so I was just trying to like fit in and be cool and then I think when I started to get older I was like no I like this I'm gonna wear pink and I'm gonna collect Barbies and that's that so you stay true to yourself you know yes now you also went to Texas A&M where you majored to be a sports reporter and journalist. So could you tell me more about that experience and what sports you covered on TV and radio? Because I know you mentioned you had been on TV and radio before. Yes. So it was actually the summer after my freshman year going into sophomore year is when I actually decided like I'm going to go pursue sports reporting because my <laughs> freshman year I was just like I didn't had no idea what I really wanted to do. Yeah, and nothing wrong I, with that. Yeah, and so I was talking to someone, um, like, at the rec center one day, and she had told me she was doing that. She was about to graduate, and she was like, oh, like, apply for 12th Man Productions. They do all the stuff with, like, all the Aggie sports, and I'm like, this would be perfect. Like, I'd love this. So, and it was really cool because that was the year we went and um, into the SEC, but um, 
It's been so long. I'm like, I don't even watch college sports anymore. I'm like, what? The only college sports I would watch would be genuinely softball. I was a big SCC fan with, like, Bama and the Gators and uh, Georgia yes. Bulldogs and all that. Yeah. And they're amazing to watch live. Like, Absolutely. I mm-hmm. I love softball so much. But um, we started to do stuff with ESPN, and that's when just the people who did more on-camera stuff, like, you could start to do that. So um, I had, like, done some things for ESPNU. Um, just like on campus, mm-hmm. like representative type things. And then, um, after I graduated is when I worked as a multimedia journalist at KBTX, which is a CBS affiliate. Okay. And then the zone was the radio station I worked at. And I wasn't there too, too long. And it was mostly stuff behind the scenes, but we would cover like the Rangers most, like 95% Texas of the time. Rangers, yeah. <laughs> Now, would you say that specialty perhaps helped you more comfortably adjust to being on-screen wrestling after your training? Yeah, definitely, because I had to kind of get all those jitters out and stuff really early in college because they're like, well, if you want to be on camera, like, you got to just go. And so mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where sometimes you only have one take or you're going to go on live. So you only have that, like, one chance to nail it or – or whatever it might be. So the camera doesn't like intimidate me at all by now, mm-hmm. which, which is very nice. Cause I just, I know how hard it is for a lot of people and how difficult it was for me to adjust even at the beginning. So I'm kind of glad I got all that done early and it's still scary and it's still yeah. scary. <laughs> I can imagine, but at least you have a background that made you a, l- a little more self-assured. Yeah, I get that. So, mm-hmm. Now, after you returned from Japan, you made your move over to Reality of Wrestling, which is run by Booker T, and it is also home to one of my friends, Jenna Lynn. So can you tell oh, me yeah. more about working with the Diamonds Division with so many other talented women? Yeah, so that was the main reason I wanted to go there was that they did have so many solid athletes on the roster. Because I had been training there for a couple months before I actually went to stardom. Mm-hmm. And so then I think when I went to stardom, I just got extra motivated because, in my opinion, those are, like, some of the best wrestlers, like, oh, in the world. agreed, agreed. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm just, like, I was getting pushed, like, every day and just super motivated. And that's when I was, like, no, when I go back home, like, I want to keep, keep this up. I want to keep the momentum up. So that's when I moved to Houston and started training at Reality of Wrestling. And, I mean... I mean, just today, just another one of our matches, it was, like, our five-way. Like, I got a notification, like, that hit, like, one million, too. So, it's been wow. so cool because yeah. uh, almost every match I have had there has been, like, over one million. But it's, like, it's it's all of us, like, contributing mm-hmm. to those. And so, that's, that's what's really cool is that it's actually started to make, like, the women's – because there are so many talented women there, the women's division is starting to get noticed. Absolutely. I've definitely seen a lot more recognition put on to you ladies. Like, I was just reading an article about, like, top wrestlers to look for in Texas, and you were on that list, and, like, Jenna Lynn, Thunder Rosa, High End, and, like, a bunch of you guys. I feel like you guys are just this family, and I feel like you guys are starting more to get recognized, and I really think that you guys deserve that recognition, for sure. Thank you. And it's cool, because, I mean, we're all 
all over the place at the same time. Yeah. But it's cool because it's like, okay, we're from Texas. Like, we're the Texas girls, even though mm. it's like Miranda lives in Mexico now. Yes. And everyone's, like, moving. But it's like, okay, like, no matter what, like, we rep Texas. So it's like we can always, like, make them notable. <laughs> Absolutely. And between your time in Japan, Texas, and Mexico, and around the world in general, is there a certain opponent you would say you have the best in-ring chemistry with? Hmm. Okay, so I always love my matches with Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely one of them. I didn't get to do much with her in Mexico, but I would love to have either more time or a one-on-one with Dalis at CMLL. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just one of those people, too, I think would really push me to to be someone better, and I would just come out like a, dif- a different wrestler afterwards. But um, I felt like I had a lot of chemistry with her. So hopefully next time I go back there, there's more opportunities for that. I feel like there will be once well, once all this craziness is over. Everything <laughs> has been delayed and postponed. Yeah. I'm like, this is supposed to be like my go-getter month. Like in March. Yeah, and then like the you were supposed to be part of the Ring of Honor tournament for um their new world women's title, correct? Yeah, I was gonna do yeah. that. <laughs> I know. I wish I was, so I was really excited. excited. Yeah. I think it'll happen still. I'm pretty hopeful that it will. I, I think a lot of the stuff that got cancelled will happen. It'll just like be later because no one knows like when to do anything mm-hmm. now. Like it's not yeah. even you can set a date. And each state, like, I'm from New York, they just moved back our, like, lockdown to May 15th. I know some states, I think, like, Virginia are, like, through June or, like, July, and it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting off soon. I have no idea. Someone messaged me, though, and they're like, wrestling starts again May 15th in Mexico. So I'm, I'm like, I might just hop on a plane and go. <laughs> right now they're pretty cheap. Yeah. But I'm just trying to stay home. I feel like we should be, like, staying mm-hmm. home as much yeah. as possible right no, now. No, absolutely. I know a big dream match of yours is against the goddess Alexa Bliss, but if you could book this match yourself, where and when would it take place, perhaps? Where and when? Well, I would want to be, like, main event of WrestleMania. That's, like, the biggest goal of all mm-hmm. time. So any match there, man, yeah. I mean, like, how do you not want to do WrestleMania? Like, the I mean, everyone should want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would, I mean, if someone was lying and said that they didn't, I'd be like, are you sure? I believe you. Oh, that's funny. And you've stated before, too, that besides in-ring performance, there's some personal stories of women who've inspired you, but is there one story in particular that has moved you the most by a women's wrestler? I'm trying to think of one that, like, really sticks out. Um, I think... One for sure is Ember Moon. Mm -hmm. So I feel a lot like I relate to her in a lot of ways of just even when she would talk about how she lived in Dallas and she would like make the trips to Houston to train at Reality of Wrestling and that just she had multiple tryouts and would just be constantly getting like put down and then like eventually like the call like did come. But um, just in dealing like she had said like when she was younger like bullying or mm-hmm. uh, any of those aspects. And I think it's just like overcoming all those things, but then also not quitting on yourself. Yeah. Like I think absolutely. her story is one I've like always related to. And then the more I've like listened to her, 
like on other podcasts like I'm like oh okay and that that's just like so cool like it made me really want to keep going back to reality of wrestling because I'm like okay she did this too and it's like Mm -hmm. even days I was tired or like I don't feel like driving or this or that I'm like no like she she did it I can do it and so that that's what really motivated me and I'm glad because it eventually moved I mean led to a permanent move over here wow that's amazing yeah and she's just like super athletic too like so are you (laughs) thanks well speaking of your style i want to talk about ray mysterio specifically with you as i know you derive some inspiration from him into your agile style along with the 619 but what about him resonates with you the most so i've always said that i because of one his style i'm just drawn to lucha Mm-hmm. But I think because he has had to establish himself as he is, like, the smaller guy. But, I mean, he's beat the best players in the game. And, like, I think it's it just really goes because I am smaller than most of the girls I wrestled, too. And so it really does show, like, okay, you just got to have that mentality. Like, it doesn't matter how big or how small you mm-hmm. are. Like, it's, it's about your passion. And it's, like, no matter what, you, like, you would – see a matchup with him and you'd be like there's no way he's gonna beat this guy yeah and then he does and then he's larger than life and mm-hmm. you're like there's no way he's going to lose mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's what's really drawn me to him and why i'll watch a lot of his matches because that's the kind of style and feeling like i want people to get from me because i do have to hold myself differently like being the size that i am like it's like i have to make you want to cheer for me and believe that I can beat this person who's five Mm -hmm. times my size so that's what I really enjoy about him and like you just said you're definitely drawn to lucha style but you also spent two months in Japan where they're known for a different style of strong style so I'm interested to know is there a certain move from an opponent that was difficult to adjust to or take because you guys had two different styles the only thing that was maybe difficult to adjust to is just the language barrier Okay. But I, like, would trust them with, like, whatever. Because, like, that's what I would always tell myself if I ever felt, like, a little nervous. Because it's okay to feel a little nervous, like, taking something for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I would be like, okay, she's one of the best in the world. She's done this however many times, like, in her life. Like, I know that I'm 99% positive. Like, I'll I'll end up coming out okay. So, (laughs) but no, they... They definitely do a lot of just different variations of suplexes. And they, mm-hmm. they always, they kind of take like the lucha style also a lot. Um, True. That I notice, but they'll do it like the, uh, the American side. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like what, um, you'll see in the U.S., like you'll see like lucha, but it won't necessarily be on the opposite side. Cause like everything in Mexico was, is with the opposite hand. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like, that's where it gets really mm-hmm. difficult. And that's where I would say it would probably was like more difficult for me is because you're, it's like, okay, you've been right-handed all your life and now you got to learn how to start writing perfectly with your left. Your left. Yeah. Interesting. Now, switching gears here, I know you're obviously a girl of dreams. In fact, I found something that was on your grown-up Christmas list. So, (laughs) how do you think you would actually handle having a pet penguin? Oh, I would love it. Like, I still, like, people are like, it's not, you can't get a penguin. I'm like, I have red. 
I was like, there will be a way. If I have to adopt a penguin from a zoo and just go visit it there, I'll mm-hmm. do it. But, oh, my gosh. So there was this video that, like, proved my point, like, a few years ago. And it was this penguin, and he lived in Japan. And, like, they had this little room for him, and he was Aww. just so happy. And he would walk around, like, with a little backpack on. Mm-hmm. And he was just the cutest thing. And I'm like, see, this is proof that, like, my dreams can be reality. Because this, this family right here is showing <laughs> me that they can have a pet penguin. Now, what would you name your penguin? I'm sure you've thought of this. Okay, I I haven't because I'm very weird with picking names. Like, okay. it's forever. So, like, my uh-huh. cat, when I first got her, she didn't have a name for, like, almost a week because, like, uh-huh. I like everything to be, like, uh-huh. meaningful. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it has to, like, mean this. So, like, eventually I named her Aurora. That's such a pretty name. So, one, it's, like, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, of course. Yes. So Okay, so she can have that, like, princess pink theme, but then there was, there's a famous poem called Aurora Lee, and tears represented, like, the morning dew, Mm -hmm. and so my middle name is Lee, so I was like, okay, we have the same middle name, and I was like, how cute is that, like, it's like morning dew, like, she's pretty much like an angel, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I have I go way in into depth just how I'm feeling at the time. <laughs> well, I hope one day you can get a pet penguin. And I saw that you like had a dream one time about having a penguin farm, and I just think that's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> that's what would make me happy. A whole penguin farm, and you could live happily ever after. And I would. <laughs> Now, I also checked out your YouTube channel where you've developed the Pink Dream Diaries. But before we talk about that, I know you've done some creative writing as well with creating content. So have you always been such a creative person? Um, I've, I would say I've been, like, drawn to things where I can be, like, more free and creative. Like, those are the classes I definitely was would always go to, like, in college. That would be the easiest mm-hmm. and, like, most exciting for me. Not necessarily always the easiest, but, like, just to where it's, like, you really can't be wrong at something. It's, like, okay, like, I wasn't, like, my sister is the math, science, chemistry yeah. type, type mm-hmm. person, and she, like, loves that. So she's also, like, super creative, but she does it in, like, a technical way. And so, I don't know, I've just, I've never been good with, like, this is the right answer and this is the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to be able to be, like, I want to elaborate on things and, like, question things and be like this and that. And So kind of philosophical, too. Yeah, and it's it's just so good, like, creative outlet. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm going to sit down and, like, just start writing. And I'm like, and I haven't written in half a year. You know, and it, it, or sometimes I'll be like, I feel like drawing a picture. <laughs> so I'll draw a picture of something. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just nice to have like so many different things you can do creatively to just kind of be able to like humble yourself and like just feel like, okay, like this is normal again. And it's just like me in the paper or me in this or me in that. Now, with all this time on your hands, can we expect more additions to the Pink Dream Diaries? Yes. And the only reason I've been so delayed is because, like, I feel like my camera is about to, like, be. Oh, okay. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, like, so mad because I'm, like, it'll start to 
like, just go out on me randomly, or, like, I'll, like, load clips, and they're just, like, not being read on my computer, and it's so What kind of phone do you have? Phone? I have an iPhone. Is it, like, a more recent one? I think so. Because, like, I have, like, the 8 Plus. If it's, like, the 8 and higher, I feel like you could definitely use that and then use iMovie to edit stuff because it's uh, iPhones are pretty good quality, so even though it's not your camera, at least for the time being, I feel like you could get away with just like using you your phone. That. Yeah. And then maybe I could get something that has a way for me to, like, hook up. I've seen them, like, um, like an extra mic or something. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I forget, like, when I was starting my podcast, I was doing, like, research on a ton of, like, microphones. There's, I forget what it's called, it's, like, a lightning cable. You know how it's, like, a charger? It's, like, a lightning cable, but it's connected to a microphone, so you can, like, do that, too. So, I would definitely look into that if you, like, really want to be more invested in that. That's definitely something to look into. Yeah, no, definitely, because I'm, like, who knows when I'll be, because the camera I had, I got years and years and years back back when I yeah. was like, I started vlogging and so it's just it's just kind of had it with me <laughs> fair enough but lastly something I really admire about you is that when you were asked one thing you love about yourself you said it was your ability to not be afraid to be yourself so can you tell me who or what gives you this inner courage to put yourself out there as your authentic self um I think just for so long I was trying to fit into something and that's why I was having such a hard time really feeling happy was because it's like, okay, I was told I need to go to college. So, like, I was mm-hmm. trying to fit into this box of, like, being, like, a college girl and picking a major and, like, this is going to be my job the rest of my life. And then when yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I found, like, a job that I could deal with. But not it's something like, you, I, like, love. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, okay, this is all a part of it. And so then when I would go into, like, sports reporting and, like, news reporting, it's, like, I wouldn't be able to have pink hair or, like, experiment with things if I wanted to. Like, I even had – I was even told, like, one time, like, I needed to, like, cut my hair, like, even shoulder length. Just because it was, like, that's, that's, like, the news television look. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, I just didn't like that. And I'm, like, I was so – like, in my head, I, like, started to get paranoid because I'm, like, so, because I was, like, trying to dye my hair, like, blonde at the time. Uh-huh. But then when it was getting, like, too blonde, they're, like, oh, it needs to, like, go back to brown and look more natural. Or They can't, they can't decide. They're, they can't make up their minds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it was just, I, and then so in my head, I'm, like, so if I ever want, like, pink hair or something, I'll never be able to get it with this drop. Like, that, mm-hmm. and those are things that I think, like, would hold me back and where, where I would get paranoid to be, like, I don't know if I'm going to be happy doing this. And I just feel like finally in wrestling, that's what someone's, like, strong suit can be, is that they are just, like, embracing themselves and not mm-hmm. worried about necessarily trying to fit in with everyone else because like the one who's the most different is the one who stands out the most and standing out in wrestling is what kind of gets you like bonus points yeah and and it's like oh like he has a different look or like she has something I've never seen before and this and that and so I just really started to really feel like I could start to like bring out these qualities about myself that I loved and I was finally like getting to embrace them and it's like and I'm still like learning about myself 
mm-hmm. every Absolutely. day. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, okay, if I if I like pink and I feel good wearing pink and I want to wear pink every single day, then I can do that. And it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, you know. That. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can, like, make gear that has, like, qualities of my personality. And it's, like, fun. It's, like, because, I mean, like, I love, like, designing wrestling gear because it's like that's not something you can just go out and wear mm-hmm. <laughs> like so you're a creative like, person too yeah absolutely see that's something like you can design and you can have and it's like for that moment during a match it's like you can just be as like crazy and fun mm-hmm. and creative like as you want absolutely but it, i think it just took me finally saying or like even realizing that in wrestling like oh this is allowed, this is allowed, this is allowed, and it's, like, things that should be allowed everywhere, but necessarily aren't, Mm -hmm. and that I, like, just finally was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I've, this is the happiest I've ever been. And I feel like once you get to that point where you said it's the happiest you've ever been, I feel like that's when your best self is when you found something you love and you're just passionate about, and you can definitely tell that you love what you're doing, and it just brings out an even better you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, before I let you go, can you just let the listeners know where they can find you on social media and how they can support you? Yes. So on Twitter and Instagram, um, it's the same handle. It's Alex Gracia 3, A-L-E-X-G-R-A-C-I-A, and then the number 3. And then on YouTube, you can just look for Alex Gracia. And, yeah, hopefully there will be more Pink Dream Diaries on there soon. But thank you so much again for your time, Alex. I really appreciate it, and I loved chatting with you. No, thank you for having me. This was fun. And that about concludes this episode of A Wrestling Gal. But it was really a pleasure chatting about a range of topics with Alex. It was a really fun show. I had a lot of fun talking with her. She is just an incredible talent and such a creative and fun person and so gifted in the ring. So you guys should definitely check her out. The whole Roe family is just amazing. And I will definitely be featuring more talent from that promotion. The next episode will feature another one as well, but I hope to have some more Reality of Wrestling Girls on as well. They are so awesome. And yeah, thanks again for sticking with me, guys. I know this whole quarantine thing has been very strange, but I've been trying to get as many episodes and guests on as I can during this time because it not only makes me happy, but I hope it gives you guys something to look forward to as well. There's so many gifted wrestling out there with so many stories and so many interesting things about them and yeah i just want to share that with the world so yeah thanks again for listening guys and stay tuned